Paxton Quigley is rolling out the green carpet, talking to the creme de la creme of innovators and influencers who are shaping the world of cannabis and culture. Welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Hello to all of you cannabis aficionados and welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Uh, last week, the U.S. House of Representatives overwhelmingly passed what is called the Safe Banking Bill. And it includes amending the federal law that explicitly states that U.S. banks and other financial institutions may now work directly with state legal marijuana businesses. And normal National Organization to Reform Marijuana Laws was really pushing this. So sounds good. Uh, and then there was, and then also there were other criminal justice and civil rights groups that they wanted to include separate provisions in, in this act to permit state licensed cannabis business to be eligible to receive loans and, and other types of financial assistance via the business, uh, the small business administration. Unfortunately, that provision was not included in the bill. However, this legislation will probably not pass in the Republican-controlled Senate. I don't know why, but it, it's been hostile to marijuana legislation all the time. And Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has said, I'm not interested in moving any legislation of this sort forward. So, you know... The big question for me is why are Republican senators so opposed to, to, to helping the cannabis business grow when it's one of the few sectors that's making money for the states like Illinois? Illinois is going gangbusters. So I thought, okay, maybe our listeners, and this is just a suggestion, uh, when you have some time, is you'd like to write to your senator, encourage her or him to pass a bill in the United States. So that's my politicking for the day. And now I, I, I'd like to introduce today's guest, Dr. Rachna Patel. And she's been in the field of medical cannabinoids since 2012. After years of training as, as an emergency medicine doctor. And Dr. Patel graduated from Northwestern University, which also happens to be my alma mater. And before we started the show, we talked about where, where we had lived and all that. And, uh, and then after Northwestern, she went on and earned a medical degree from Toro University uh, in California. And then in 2014, she opened her own practice. And in 2019, she wrote a book called The CBD Solution that we might talk about. And this year, Dr. Patel became the CFO of her own CBD company uh, that I think is located in Walnut Creek, California. So Dr. Patel, welcome to High Society. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. So let's get started. This is, I find this really interesting. You were an emergency medicine doctor. Now, how? And why did you become a cannabis, shall we say, cannabis medical specialist? How did this come? How did it come about? I responded to an ad on Craigslist that said medical marijuana doctor needed. And that is how it all got started. Now, wait a second. On Craigslist? On Craigslist. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't in, a, in a professional journal or anything like that? 
Nope. Nope. On good old Craigslist. <laughs> okay. So you went on Craigslist and then briefly what happened? Yeah. So this basically, you know, I was training in emergency medicine and I was becoming very disillusioned by what I was doing. So what do you do in emergency, you know, as an ER doctor? Essentially, you most of what comes into the ER, into the ER is pain, whether it's chest pain, headaches, back pain, neck pain, be what it is. And my job as an ER doctor was to rule out any emergent cause. And if there was no emergent cause, you typically sent the patient home on their way with instructions to follow up with their primary care doctor and with prescriptions for pain medications, typically opioids. Now, given the nature of our healthcare system, a lot of these patients would come back to the emergency room and they would say either the medications didn't work, they were getting side effects from the medications, or in the worst case of scenarios, I was in the unfortunate position of having to resuscitate patients who had either over, who had overdosed on, either intentionally or unintentionally on the opioids. So opioids. Felt, uh -huh. Yeah, typically, typically. And so um, I felt like, you know, here I was as a physician. I graduated bright-eyed, wanting to change lives, wanting to help people, <laughs> but I felt like I was standing in a revolving door perpetuating a problem, having a direct hand in perpetuating a problem rather than solving patients' problems. And so, you know, there, there was a lot of disillusionment there. It's like, what am I doing? I felt like a pawn for a pharmaceutical company, essentially. Um, and so I worked a lot in residency. Uh, you work so much that um, you for, your body forgets what sleep is. And so um, I spent a lot of time in this sort of foggy, uh, hazy state of mind where you're too wired to sleep, but you're too tired to be productive. And so that's when you find yourself surfing the internet. And so that's when I was on Craigslist. I had a minimally furnished apartment. I was looking for some, some good, good steals on Craigslist. And I happened to click on the section that said uh, medical health jobs, just out of curiosity. And that's when I happened on an ad that you know, that's now, 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 let's go back for a minute. You, yeah. you must have known something about cannabis uh, that you, you, you were able to easily transfer from being an emergency doctor to starting to talk about, you know, helping people uh, with, with cannabis. Am I right? Or did you just have yeah, to so the then learn about cannabis? So the transition didn't happen overnight. The transition happened a good year after I saw that ad. Because what happened thereafter, once I saw the ad, was that I started researching and researching um, uh, cannabinoids. I basically hung out on this website called PubMed.gov. I don't know if you've heard of it, but that's the website that houses all the medical studies throughout the world and throughout the United States. And so I kept on reading and reading and reading. And about a year later, I was very compelled by what I came across in terms of the research. And, you know, I thought to myself, there's a lot of potential here for marijuana, for cannabinoids to treat chronic pain in a way that conventional medicine currently and still is not treating uh, chronic pain. Medications that we prescribe in conventional medicine uh, ultimately are not meant for chronic pain. They're meant for acute pain. Um, and so, so that's that's how I, I, I quote unquote jumped into it. It wasn't it wasn't an you know on the whim overnight thing. I spent a good year diving into the research. Okay, that's that's good to know. Now, um, I know that there are a lot of doctors that are saying 
Um, you shouldn't be smoking uh, marijuana, especially now. Can can you tell us in, in, in layperson's language what happens when we when we smoke or vape marijuana on a regular basis? And I don't know if a regular basis is once a day or once a week or whatever it is, but what happens when we when when you take a toke or many tokes? How does it ruin our lungs? Or, or does it take years for that to happen? So it's it's an insidious process, right? So it happens slowly over time. But essentially, whenever you smoke something, whenever you burn something, you're creating pollutants that you're then inhaling that can um, uh, basically cause inflammation for the lung tissue. And whenever you cause inflammation for lung tissue, um, in, in the process of repairing, it, it scars, okay? And so it makes you more prone to things like infection. It can affect your lung function. Um, Long-term, it can um, even lead to, um, to heart problems, okay? So it can, it can potentially lead to a heart attack. Uh, it can even potentially lead to stroke. Um, and you don't, you know, you're not aware of it because you're, you're, you're sort of, like I said, it's insidious. It happens very, very slowly over time. And so wait, so wait, are you saying then that especially right now, because of the COVID virus, that really we, if, if we want to, you know, get high or whatever, uh, we, we shouldn't be smoking, but we should be, um, you know, consuming maybe uh, CBD in, in food and drinks or tinctures or gummies. Yes, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. And this is because, um, uh, you know, we now, right now, um, uh, are in, in, in our environment are at high exposure to COVID, okay? And the way that COVID-19 mm-hmm. um, works is that it causes an hyper, a hyper-inflammatory reaction. So you'll notice the, the people that it's taking down the most are the people who have comorbidities. Okay, so people who have diabetes, people who have heart conditions, people who have, um, you know, high blood pressure, for instance, who are older. And this is because, you know, these folks have a certain level of underlying inflammation. And then if you add on top of it a virus that causes a hyperinflammatory response, um, where it puts your body into complete overdrive when it comes to inflammation, and your, your body can't then... Uh, counteract that inflammation and then starts to cause organ failure. So basically you're putting at putting yourself at a disservice baseline level by smoking because you're you're creating that baseline level of inflammation. Okay. Folks, we'll be right back. Stay tuned for more. More high society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Dazed and infused. 
Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. We've been talking to Dr. Rachna Patel. Many people are quite anxious these days because of COVID-19. And some people are having a hard time uh, getting a good night's sleep and they're worried about their health and their finances because of, of job losses, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Can you tell us some of the best ways to counter both anxiety and insomnia? You know, they seem to go together without smoking cannabis. What can they do? Absolutely. So, so you don't want to inhale. Um, you don't want to use inhalation as a method of administration. Uh, your, your options then are edibles or sublinguals, which are uh, basically tinctures. They're drops that you can put under the tongue. Um, uh, so those are your two options. Now, when it comes to these options, whether it's marijuana-based products or hemp-based products, what you want to do is you want to select high CBD products, Okay. And this is because both from a research standpoint and both from a, a you know, clinical treatment standpoint, what I found is, is that CBD is um, uh, far more effective than THC when it comes to treating anxiety and insomnia, especially if it's mild to moderate insomnia. Uh, what you want to know is that THC, in fact, makes anxiety worse, okay? Especially if you consume it in excess amounts. It can lead to, to, to worsening of anxiety and it can even lead to paranoia, for instance. So high CBD products is what you're looking for, whether it's hemp-based or marijuana-based products. Do you recommend one type over another, uh, you know, tinctures versus uh, uh, gummies? Or uh, does it just are, depend? If they're equally effective, right? They're equally effective. And in terms of selecting the right method of administration, a lot of it comes down to your medical history. So let me walk you through an example. Uh, patients who've had gastric bypass surgeries, they tend to not absorb edibles as well, right? And so for them, the, the sublinguals, the tinctures, are a better option to turn to. So um, so that's, that's essentially what I would tell you. Overall, when it comes to edibles, you do want to take them on a full stomach. And on top of that, you do want to take them with something heavy in fats. 
So for instance, a tablespoon of peanut butter because the, 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 the peanut has oil in it, um, some avocado, and so some guacamole on a chip, a piece of toast with some butter, whatever it is. And this is because cannabinoids like CBD and THC are fat soluble. So when they go into your stomach, you want to give them some glue to stick to. And that fat serves as that glue. Now, I've never tried tinctures. And I sometimes wonder, you know, should I, should I experiment? And do you recommend that people experiment that way? You want to be cautious when it comes to experimenting, especially like, for instance, um, there has been some data to show that if you're on any sort of like anti-seizure medications or any medication in general that has the potential to cause what's known as a hepatocellular injury, so any sort of damage to, to, to the liver. Um, in those patients, particularly when they combine the use of these medications along with CBD, it tends to cause mild liver injury, raise their liver enzyme levels. So there are populations where um, they need to be more, you know, experimentation is typically not recommended. Um, and then there's other populations that can experiment. Um, it just depends on what, you know, what sort of risk it is that they're exposed to based on their medical history. You know, if it's if you're a healthy individual without any any medical conditions, you know, you're struggling, you're, you're just struggling with either anxiety or sleep, uh, you're not on any prescription medications, then yeah, you know, that you're, you would be a good candidate to, to play around with CBD products. That's very interesting. I, I think a lot of people really don't understand uh, what you have just talked about. So I, I think that uh, uh, you're giving us some really, really good information. Let's say somebody uh, is out somewhere and they get a migraine headache or, or a headache. What can be done in a situation like that? Yeah, should, so they be should they be caring, for example? Let's say they, they uh, take some form of CBD. Should they always be carrying it with them? How do you see yeah. that playing out? So that's a really interesting question, right? So if someone struggles with uh, migraine headaches and they need immediate relief, um, usually uh, inhalation is the best form for immediate relief. So we're not talking about smoking. What I'm talking about now is vaporization, um, specifically a vape oil um, that, you know, you can use with a vape pen. Um, and, and, it's great because, again, it takes effect within, you know, seconds to minutes and, you know, you will get uh, immediate relief. And so in that particular situation, yeah, you may need to carry your vape pen with you because you just never know when you're going to get a migraine headache come on. Um, same with people who tend to have panic attacks. You know, they may need to carry um, a, a vape pen with them. Same with anybody who has breakthrough pain, episodes of breakthrough pain, just because you don't know when they're going to come on. In other cases, um, CBD products can, and cannabinoid products in general, can be used as preventatives. So if they take it on a regular basis, not every day, I usually don't recommend uh, patients take these products on an everyday basis, but on a regular basis, um, it can be used as a preventative, in which case, no, they don't have to carry um, uh, something on them because when they do take it on a regular basis, it's acting as a preventative to prevent, let's just say, uh, uh, situations that require immediate attention. Now, this is something that's more toward women. A lot of women, uh, when they when they get their periods, will have menstrual cramps. Can CBD help that Absolutely. situation? 
Absolutely. And the reason is, is because the uterus is basically uh, a large muscle. And what happens during the menstrual cycle is that it contracts and it expands. It contracts and it expands. And that is what is typically causing pain. Um, and so CBD is a muscle relaxant. It relaxes muscles. And so oftentimes when people take CBD um, uh, during their menstrual cycle, it helps to relax that pelvic pain that they experience from the cramping. Okay, so that also means um, that you should be carrying it around with you all the time. Uh, you know, if you know you're going to get your period any, any day now, um, take, yeah, take so something for, with you. Yeah, so for that patient population, typically what happens is that, you know, uh, for a lot of people, they, they track their cycle and they can predict, um, you know, uh, the onset of their menstrual cycle. So a couple days prior, they'll just, you know, start taking the CBD products as a preventative. Ah. Yeah. Ah, that is very interesting. Now, going also for, for women, uh, do you think that they should be taking some form of CBD when they're pregnant? Ah, so that's, so I don't recommend it. And this is because there is research that shows that uh, cannabinoid use in general during pregnancy could potentially lead to um, uh, preterm labor and delivery and also low birth weight. And so um, this isn't the best research that's out there, but uh, it's what we have. And, you know, going based off of that, I typically don't recommend that women who are planning to get pregnant, women who are pregnant, and even women who are breastfeeding um, uh, consume cannabinoid products. Because even in women who are breastfeeding, what we do know is that cannabinoids do get passed through breast milk to the infant. This is very interesting uh, because I don't think there's much literature out there talking about uh, what, what women go through. So yes. I think this is really, I think is really, really helpful. Now, we're going to come back very shortly. We're here with Dr. Patel, so stay tuned. More High Society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah! 
Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society. Only on CannabisRadio.com. We've been talking to Dr. Rachna Patel, and she has been talking about women's issues and cannabis. She's been talking about menstrual cramps uh, when you're pregnant and when you're when you're uh, uh, possibly breastfeeding about when you can use cannabis and when you shouldn't use cannabis. Now I want to go on to something else. Um, there's you know. Opiates have been out there for for a while now. Do you think with the so-called rise in cannabis that the taking of opiates has gone down? Absolutely. And there's even research to back it up. There's been studies done in Colorado um, where they looked at the number of deaths related to opioids uh, after the uh, recreational legalization of marijuana, and the numbers have dropped down by 25%. Wow. And this was a study done in 2017, and I imagine that number has gone up since then. Um, and, th- and then they also looked at data uh, throughout the United States in states that have legalized for medical use. Same thing. The number of deaths related to opioids have gone down in the states that have legalized marijuana for medical use. Okay, now let's let's talk about those states where marijuana, uh, cannabis, medical cannabis is is not legal. What does a person do? Can they go online and buy it? Uh, Can they go to your website, which we'll talk about briefly, and uh, buy it? What do you do when you you live in a, a, shall we say, a a state that's not up to par when it comes to cannabis? Sure. So, so basically, overall, big picture is is that um, you have marijuana products, and then you have hemp-based products. There is greater access uh, throughout the United States to hemp-based products than there is to marijuana-based products. So, you always have the option of using hemp-based products. Okay, um, and and that's that's uh, what I'm working on right now. Is that um, I'm the CEO of a CBD products company, Doc Patel's. And my main objective is is that unfortunately the hemp-based products um, are not well regulated by the government. Okay, and that, as you can imagine, it's it's the wild, wild west, and anybody can sell anything, and there's plenty of snake oil salesmen um, in the industry. So our goal is is that we are thoroughly vetting the products. I personally am a, a obviously a trained and licensed physician. I, I make sure that our products are tested at licensed labs and they're tested for a couple of things that I'm looking at. Number one, potency, right? There are some products out there that have little to no CBD in them. Our products 
not only have CBD, but they're within a plus or minus 20% range of what's on the label. That's what you'll see on the laboratory test results. And that's a medically accepted standard. Our products also have 0.00% THC, non-detectable levels of THC. Um, and that's important because uh, we work with a lot of uh, uh, physicians and healthcare professionals, medical professionals. And so it's important to them that there is no risk that their patients get high off of the CBD products. We're testing for microbial contaminants, right? So things like E. coli and salmonella. This is especially important for people who are immunocompromised, right? You could have rheumatoid arthritis and you could be taking methotrexate, which, which suppresses the immune system, and, and, and then get sick from taking a CBD product because it has E. coli or salmonella in it. We test for pesticides. We test for heavy metals, okay? So because the cannabis family of plants are known as bioaccumulators. They soak up heavy metals in their environment, namely arsenic, cadmium, lead, and mercury, right? So you don't want any of that lead seeping into the end CBD product and then end up consuming it. So we're testing for that. And our products are made with safe and non-toxic solvents like alcohol and carbon dioxide. Bear in mind that there's products out there that are made with potentially toxic solvents like butane, which is what's in lighter fluid, propane, which is what you use to fire up your barbecue grill, hexane, which is oftentimes used to make glue, okay? So, so because it's an unregulated industry, you need to do, as a consumer, your due diligence in, in making sure that you're working with a trustworthy company. Now, do you think at some point the FDA will take over and, and uh, you know, do more research and get rid of a lot of these products that aren't helpful? Do you think uh, that will ever happen? You know, supposedly they, they, they are, but they're really dragging their feet. Um, and I think it's because there's a dilemma, okay? We have a pharmaceutical company that has created a medication that essentially made CBD a pharmaceutical. Uh, it's known as Epidiolex. And this, this medication was approved by the FDA back in the summer of 2018. So they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because this industry took hold well before this medication got approved. Uh, you know, the CBD industry. Um, and it's worth billions of dollars. Um, so there's a lot of money um, there, which I'm sure is having an impact on lobbying. Um, and then you have a pharmaceutical company that, you know, um, that got CBD approved as a pharmaceutical drug for certain pediatric uh, seizure conditions. So I think they're stuck and I don't think they know, they, they, this is something they haven't encountered before and they're not quite sure how to approach it. Uh, they did have a public meeting back in 2019 where they took comments from companies, from medical professionals, from consumers of CBD products. Um, but nothing's come of that meeting yet, as of yet. What I'm hearing from you, and maybe I'm wrong, uh, that if you go to a, a Walgreens, a CVS, and you see all of these products, uh, maybe a lot of them are not good at all. Is, is that what you're, you're saying? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't know until you look at the laboratory test results. That's it. That's all it comes down to. You know, like, yeah, uh, well, CVS and Walgreens may be selling these products, but who's doing the due diligence at the back end and ensuring the quality of these products? 
We don't know. We don't know that, right? Um, it could be that CVS and Walgreens is taking the company's word, but I don't know what's going on behind the scenes at these companies. Um, and certainly, you know, I have uh, 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 worked with manufacturers and have had to return products because they weren't um, as they were promised. They weren't delivered as they were promised. Um, you know, it, for example, you know, if, if the product said this uh, CBD topical has 500 milligrams of CBD, we do the testing and it doesn't have 500 milligrams of CBD. It has 200 milligrams of CBD. And the consumer at the end of the day is, you know, they think they're paying for 500 milligrams of CBD when they're not. They're paying for less than half that amount. So, so that's the question. You know, it's an unregulated industry, so we don't know. Um, you know, there, there's no no third party to assure the quality of the products. And so as a consumer, really, it's up to the consumer to do their due diligence. And I am trying to do the due diligence for the consumer being a physician, right? Because I'm upheld to an oath that I took, the Hippocratic Oath, which is do no harm. Um, and so, so yeah, that's, that's the premise with which I'm running Doc Patel's, uh, you know, my CBD company. So tell me about your website uh, and where people can can buy your products. G give us some some guidelines as as to what you have there. Sure, absolutely. So the website is docpatels.com. So that's D-O-C-P-A-T-E-L-S.com. And we have a wide variety of products available on our website, various different uh, methods of uh, administration from, from edibles. So we have gummies, we have soft gels. We have tinctures, which are, again, like I mentioned, drops that you put under the tongue. We have topical formulations, gels, and creams as well. Um, and then we're also, you know, working on creating additional formulations. Uh, but not only that, but you can also set up a consult with me, uh, whether it's getting more information on selecting products or getting more information on how to use these products, right? And I've had experience in treating patients with CBD products from back in 2012. So that's another way that we separate ourselves from all the other CBD products companies out there that you're getting information. You're not just getting the product, but you have access to a resource to get further information on actually how to use the products. Good. Now, going back to one of my original questions, let's say I live in a state where marijuana, medical marijuana, is not legal yet. Can I go on your website and purchase products and have them sent to my house? How does Absolutely. that work? Yeah, so basically, um, uh, it, you, you have, like I mentioned before, there's greater access to CBD products than there is to marijuana-based products, um, hemp-based CBD products than marijuana-based products. And so, yeah, we have um, a, a, an online store, and so people can come and visit our website and purchase the CBD products that we sell off of our website. And does it also include on your website your book? Can you tell us something about your book? Yes, so I wrote this book back in um, the summer of 2018. It was published in 2019 in the springtime. It's called The CBD Oil Solution. Um, and I briefly went over all the different factors that I'm looking into in terms of finding a high-quality CBD product. But I go over that um, in the book as well, in addition to a general overview on using CBD products, the how-to. I go over the basics of, of CBD and THC, what's the difference, uh, what are the similarities, same with um, uh, hemp and marijuana, what are the differences, what are the similarities, 
So you get, you know, um, if you're if you're looking to use uh, uh, hemp-based products, it gives you a good broad general overview so that you can go into it um, without uh, that sense of fear. You know, it'll help to quell any fear that you have. It's a quick read. Half the book is recipes and the other half is text. You can probably read it in a day. In a day. Okay. Yeah. Now, one thing that we did not discuss is children and mm -hmm. hemp products. Uh, what is your feeling or is there medical information about, let's say you have a problem with what, uh, your, your child uh, who's anxious, uh, the child is seven years old. Would you recommend giving a product to a child like that? Um, I would always say with children, do it under the supervision of a physician. Um, I myself have treated children, um, children with autism, children with epilepsy, children with anxiety, children with ADHD, um, a wide variety of, of conditions, um, but always do it under the supervision of a physician. Um, and uh, uh, because you have less of a, of a, a buffer room when it comes to dosing. Um, and so you just want to, you know, you want, you want a child to be closely monitored. You don't want to be, uh, you don't want to experiment on children. You know, so yes, I have treated children. I have treated them effectively and safely. Um, so these are products that can be used. And in fact, uh, that medication Epidiolex that I was referring to, the prescription medication, uh, CBD, uh, prescription version of CBD. In that study, when they studied that drug, they said that essentially CBD um, was deemed uh, safe for anyone over the age of two. Dr. Patel, I'm sorry to say that we have run out of time. So I'd like you to like you please to give our listeners your your website so that they can contact you. Absolutely. So the website is Doc Patel's D O C P A T E L S. Um, there's a wealth of information on there. I'm constantly answering commonly asked questions on my YouTube channel as well. So you can find that by just googling YouTube. Dr. Patel's CBD expert, and it'll show up on the first page of Google. So there's plenty of information there for you to consume. We also have products, again, which I've vetted, um, and you also have access to me. Um, you, can, you can book a consultation with me. Again, thank you very much, Dr. Patel, and I hope to have you on again, especially if you've got some new news to give us, because I think what you're doing is absolutely terrific. Thank you again, and thank you to all of our listeners and and meanwhile, stay in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn by going to High Society with Paxton Quigley. And until next week, stay healthy, stay balanced, and if you can stay home, stay at home. I'm Paxton Quigley. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.